This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, February the 3rd, 2016. Welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour on a hump day. My name's Homer Lopez, and I'm here for one reason and one reason only, and that's to introduce the man who brings it to you. And what do we do here? What does he bring to you? Opportunity to protect your wealth through gold and silver. The delivery of it, and it's done very simple. Give us a call at 1-800-951-0592, and the lovely Wendy will be there to take your call, answer your question, take your order. Or you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, but you can get the news to disturb the comfortable. Well, we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. And the man's been hard at work. The man who brings it to you, he pays for the show. It's his opinion. It's his idea. But you know what? He wasn't the guy who originally invented the idea. He's the guy who just, well, took the baton and ran with it. Joe J. Quint. What's in? What's going on with you today? How are you? Happy Hump Day! It is Hump Day, and to all of you that are getting ready, or or maybe you're already there out at the Phoenix Open. I would Brrr, it's cold. It is a little cold, but a warm up before the weekend should be great. Obviously, it is Super Bowl week. Uh, how many calls? I don't know what it's like anymore. You know, I used to live. I grew up in Syracuse. So I know what a lot of snow looks like. And, uh, you know, when you don't live in it, and and especially for me, I haven't lived in it for almost 30 years. You only remember the fond memories. Sledding. Sledding. Making snowmen. Snow fort. Snowball fights. Skiing. Eating yellow snow. Oh, wait, not the last one. Sorry. (laughs) But apparently... Uh, I know Denver got absolutely pounded uh, last now yesterday, I guess, and I hope uh, everybody was able to. Uh, I, I don't know if you woke up and saw the news. Yes, Denver got pounded. Yes, they got a little bit of snow, but did you see? There's tornadoes tearing apart houses in the Midwest, Texas, and Missouri, and that uh, it's cold. And now you don't have a home. Listen, it's another reason why I love living here. We really don't get anything. We get heat. Heat. It's You're right. Extreme heat. A lot, lot of heat. summer. A lot of and heat. we have a lot of dummies who think that's a good time to go <laughs> and hike mountains. Right. And then they get dehydrated, and then they fall off mountain, or uh, search and rescue has to get a helicopter to get them down. We're silly here. But I got good news for all of you. Puxatani Phil did not see his shadow. Spring is coming early. And so that means that's it, right? Winter's supposed to be over and no six more weeks. no more six extra weeks and all of that. So there's the good news. Is that how it works? Something like I don't know. I live in Arizona. Why would I know what we that don't means? Even care. We don't know. We don't care. <laughs> Sorry the rest of you. You still may have six weeks of winter, but us here in Phoenix, sunshine and it's a little brisk and we think forty five degrees is brisk. Oh that is horrendously cold, That's 45 cool. degrees. But anyway, listen, we got a lot of ground to cover. Several different reports out today. Uh, we had a something that has never happened occurred last night.
tonight, and I guess, well, yesterday, depending on the time. I don't know how to tell time when you're on the other part of the world. And in Arizona, we never change our clocks anyway, so everybody's all weird except for us. But for the first time in history, the Japanese government had to cancel their 10-year bond auction because they were informed that nobody was going to pay them for the privilege of them borrowing their money. Get out. Get out. Stop it. And the funny part is, is you know how we used to, you know, we called it quantitative easing when we were buying our own debt and, and pretending that it was okay and it wasn't going to have any effect on money. And don't you worry. Even the Japanese Central Bank, who is the largest buyer of their own debt, said, hey, wait a minute. It would even cost us money to buy our own debt. This is the new world we live in, and somehow we think it's all going to be A-OK. Gold's up over $13 this morning, $1,140. Silver up $0.41 now, $14.75. It's another triple-digit down day. It may be spreading. This is all you need to know. I... And I've been pounding this message home, but I'm going to continue to pound it home. All of this stuff, they're trying to tell you it's contained. It was only crude oil. China wasn't going to affect us. Crude oil wasn't going to affect us. Japan's not going to affect us. None of this stuff is going... Industrial production's not going to affect us. Rail shipments aren't going to affect us. None of it. It's all contained. Contained? They've got it. They've got it in a in a empty cargo container. Oh. They just got it in there, and they got it buried somewhere. You, you're never going to find it. But things are starting to look a little, a little more like I've been telling you. It's going to look like the ISM non-manufacturing. You know, this is what they tell us why we don't have to worry about all the things I just talked about. Because we are in a service economy now. Because we that's what happens when you become a quote-unquote developed nation. You don't have to build stuff anymore. That's, that's for the peasants. We now live in a service economy, and we pay $8 for a cup of coffee, and we like it. Apparently, we liked it a little less. ISM non-manufacturing came in well below expectations that got the market in all sorts of disarray we've got all kinds of ground to cover it's going to be one of those great shows patriot radio news hour don't touch that dial Double J in the love, Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Walk, don't run to the telephone. Call us. You're going you're gonna to be glad you did. You know, you, you start looking at the news that has been, and it's just been snowballing. I mean, we really... 2015 was super exciting for me. 
For most other people, probably not, but for me it was amazing, all of the things that were happening when, when we talk about, you know, central banks. And, and, you know, I think about my uncle Eric, and this is year number 21 for Patriot Trading Group, and how long he's been talking about, you know, the, the social, not just the social, but the economic destruction of America, uh, death via debt in the printing press, and, and all the things that for two decades he was telling you was going to happen, and now we're living right in it. And it's, and it's happening so quickly. I mean, what happened? In Japan, I mean, they can't just keep canceling the debt auctions. They need the money. So what happened? Did all of a sudden interest rates skyrocket the other way just to get people to to please let us borrow some money? Is that an option? I, I don't know. We don't know. It's never happened. Then you start thinking about all of the things they keep saying, oh, it's contained. They make it, well, you know, it's a good metaphor, but they make it sound like a virus. <laughs> outbreak! What is, that outbreak. Vi- what is that new virus that's out there, the mosquito thing? Uh, and people are going crazy over right? it, but you're right. They're, it's like a virus. How do we contain it? A contagion, if you will. And there's an, always another virus right around the corner. But I want to remind all of you, of what it was that our our head banker guy, the guy that, let's face it, is there anybody more important allegedly to the health of the American economy than the head of the Federal Reserve? You would use the thing, well, it's the president, or it's Congress, and now we, we know it's no longer them, isn't it? Now it's all about the printing press. I told you yesterday I was going to play a clip to remind everybody. Because, you know, you tend to forget. It's like I started this show. I grew up in snow. I grew up in where the sun never came out. I mean, Syracuse used to, you know, one of the things that used to be like it's calling, we lead the nation in like the least amount of sunshine. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's gray. Well, you be keep, just because I know this uh, and I've heard this that Seattle doesn't have any sunshine. Right. Well, that's you know, right? just, we're one and two. One and two. There Syracuse and Seattle, and and we used to get all mad when Seattle would beat us, right? And you you tend to forget just how. Let's face it. There's a reason I don't live there anymore. I like sunshine. I don't like snow. But people tend to forget. Ramon, let's play Ben Bernanke. And this is, you know, let's face it, but this is him talking, and the crisis is already raging. Okay? The, 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 the housing debacle is already raging. And these same people were telling you it was contained then are the same people that are saying that it's contained right now. Ramon, let's play Bernanke. 
Tell me, what is the worst case scenario? So we have so many economists coming on our air and saying, oh, this is a bubble and it's going to burst and this is going to be a real issue for the economy. Some say it could even cause a recession at some point. What is the worst case scenario if, in fact, we were to see prices come down substantially across the country? Well, I, I guess I don't buy your premise. It's a pretty unlikely possibility. We've never had a decline in house prices on a nationwide, nationwide basis. So what I think is more likely is that house prices will slow, maybe stabilize, might slow consumption spending a bit. I don't think it's going to drive the economy too far from its full employment path, though. So would you agree with Alan Greenspan's comments recently that we've got some areas of the country that are seeing froth, not necessarily a national situation, but certainly froth in some areas? You, you can see some types of, air, uh, some types of speculation, investors uh, turning over condos quickly. So those sorts of things you see in some local areas. Um, I'm hopeful that, and I'm confident, in fact, that the uh, bank regulators will, will pay close attention to the kinds of loans that are being made, making sure that underwriting is done right. Um, but I, I do think that this is mostly a localized problem and not something that's going to affect the national economy. Okay, first, the sarcasm. That was Maria Bartiroma before she went to Fox. This was back when she was still at CNBC. Could you... Yeah, you could feel the sarcasm in her question. Some people are saying that this is a bubble. But then she does say, give, Ben, give us your worst case scenario. What, what is the worst thing that possibly could happen? First he goes, well, I don't believe in your premise. Let me say that, you know. The worst thing I can see is maybe uh, some slowing of housing prices and, you know, then it's going to, you know, stabilize and I don't think it have any effect on our full employment. That was his and worst he, case scenario. And he was arrogant and confident about what he said, and he could not have been more wrong. And then he talked about, well, Alan Greenspan, his predecessor, was like, hey, well, there's a problem over here. You know, and it's funny. I'll say this about about Alan. He was a gold guy when it started, and and when it ends, he's still a gold guy. Somewhere in the middle, he got lost. But think about some of the things that he taught, irrational exuberance, right? Calling in the, the NASDAQ bubble. Then he calls the, the housing bubble. Now... What was it, just late last year? Alan Greenspan was again out there telling everybody about the credit bubble that's coming. And these people want to pretend that they don't see it. And it's amazing. It's amazing when you think about how important this position truly is. And how, and you know, Homer, the arrogance is a great word. They refuse to accept the responsibility for what they have done. And I want you to think about all the things that, that, that have happened just in the last, what is it, 32, 33 days of the year so far? It, it, the, the 2016 has started off as the worst since when? About ever. Ever? Right. I mean, it's just been calamity. And, and you're sitting there and you're thinking about, what is it? Right? They keep trying to sell us, well, the job market's still good. The American's economy's still good. 
all the things that they used to point to as being a healthy economy are all saying it's not. Then you start thinking about, we just rolled over $19 trillion. And you see, the big thing we've been talking about is what happened with this debt, right? And this is what we've been warning about. Because once the debt starts ballooning the way it has, funny things start happening. Industrialized nations, the third largest economy in the world, Japan just canceled its bond auction last night. Why? Nobody was coming to it. That's why. Why? Because their central bank, even if they wanted to buy it, was going to actually cost the Japanese money. That's what negative interest rates are meant to do. And so now you're left with the question, what's next? Where do we go from here? Right? You can't cancel debt auctions forever. What's all imploding in these bond markets that has everybody so nervous? What's, what is it that is spreading all over the globe that has everybody so nervous? And the answer really is simple. Start thinking about what's been happening. They've been going after the money, right? This has been an ongoing thing here, and it didn't just start at the beginning of this year. They've been attacking our money for at least five, ten years now. And actually, really, since 9-11, if you think about it, the Patriot Act and all that stuff, no more $10,000 seizure of anybody carrying large amounts of cash and all of these other things. Last night, there's a referendum being pa- or being voted on in Germany to now take down the cash level to five thousand dollars. Of course, what comes next? Thousand. Then eventually, it just goes all away, right? They need to gain control. Guns. How long now has that process been going on? Right. We need to gain the control. And this is what happened. Because all of a sudden now, they know what's coming. And they know that they need to get all of these things put in place, hopefully before it gets here. And they come out and they tell it, well, it's because of terrorism. Right? That's why we need everybody to go electronic. And of course... You don't think that <laughs> the terrorists or the drug dealers know their way? Or I mean, what's the largest fraud that's committed on a person in America? Credit card fraud, right? Identity theft, some of the easiest things that all of us know about. More people by far have issues with that than would ever have with any dealing with a drug dealer or a terrorist. The other thing about it is the most 
Biggest threat on an individual, you don't know it's happened till it's too late and there was never a gun to your face. Right. Someone did it online, they stole your identity or stole your money out of your bank account. You were yet, yet this is what they're telling us we need to do. Exactly. Because it's not really about ISIS or terrorists or drug dealers. It's about the credit mass that they put us all in, and we all get to pay for it. And so when you're sitting there and you're thinking about where what, what comes next, and you think about what it is that the government takes, we already know here, we've got a great example of it here. In 1933, what did the government take? They took the money, which at that point was gold. They took your money. They took my money. They took our money. They flat out took it. Now, like any good politician, they always leave a loophole for their buddies. Right, for the super rich. There was only one loophole in that act. If you had collectible coins, you could keep those. Anything else, you had to turn it in. And if you didn't turn it in, and someone turned you in, Ten years in prison and a ten thousand dollar fine, which back then ten thousand dollars was like ten million today. We're gonna talk about more of that next. Patriot Radio News Hour. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. One of the biggest falls in the dollar uh, that I've seen in a really long time. Uh, right now, the dollar down 1.266 basis points, all the way down to 97.60. Uh, looks like the dollar, the top is in. I've been saying that for a while, uh, that 99.100 level, uh, I think that top is in, and it's a race to the bottom, and we're just we're just starting to join the race again. Uh, gold's up thirteen and a half. Let's call it fourteen dollars, eleven hundred forty-one dollars. Silver's up forty-four cents, fourteen dollars and seventy-four cents. And uh, gold just passed, took out its fifty fifty-day moving average, hundred-day moving average. This morning took out its two hundred-day moving average, and. Uh, Looks like we, we've confirmed that the bottom that I've been talking about is in. I think the top of the dollar is in. And, and we're going to see this bull market resume in gold and silver as well. Because like we've been saying all along, it's a race to the bottom. Now you have countries canceling debt auctions. Nobody knows what to do. Right, All of this contagion that they said is contained appears to be spreading. And now we sit here and we talk about what it is that they do when crisis comes. See, now they told you that they avoided another great recession. 
a great, I'm sorry, another great depression. And we only had a great recession because Ben Bernanke had the courage to act. Of course, we heard Ben earlier in the show. If they only had pulled their head out of their you-know-what, maybe we wouldn't have been in this problem. But this is the only thing these people know. And now they're sitting there trying to figure out why it is none of their theories, none of the textbooks that most of them wrote are working. And here's what we know happens when things don't work. Governments take your money. They did it in Cyprus. They did it in Greece. Right? The whole Eurozone. You know what that all was about, right? Oh, they'll say, oh, no, we did it for trade. And, and now we've got some the rival, the dower. They did it because they were all going broke. In 1933, after 20 years, of central banks. Because the government, you know, the United States operated for over a hundred years without one. Twenty years into this central bank, and let's face it, how did we get a central bank? A bunch of really rich guys. J.P. Morgan, Rothschild, right? We know them all. I, I broke down the creature of Jekyll Island. I gave you all the names. They met in secret, such a secret, that it took them until the late 30s, um, essentially writing their memoirs as they were dying, to admit that they duped us. Because they knew if the public had ever found out that they were colluding together, they would have never have voted to have a central bank again. It only took them 20 years to screw it up. And what did they do? They took our money. That's what they did. Now, they actually were going to take gold and silver. They were going to get it all. Except, and they actually wrote the law. They had a, a confiscation order for gold. They had a confiscation order for silver. But before they could put it in play, at least somebody was smart enough to realize, hey, wait a minute. We can't confiscate silver. Where would we put it all? I mean, they would have to take the state of Rhode Island and turn it into a warehouse, the whole state, just to store all the silver. So they only took the gold. And they left a single loophole. If you had gold bars, Krugerrands, Sovereigns, Franks, what well, it didn't matter. You had $20 gold pieces, $10 gold pieces. You had Indian $5 pieces, two and a half, one. They took it all with one exception. Coins that were considered rare and unusual. Coins that were considered collectible. And it was illegal to own gold in this country from the 30s all the way up until the 70s. But the one thing 
that we know happened is all these people with the quote-unquote rare and unusual coins. They had a thing, it's called, they still make it, they print it every year. It's called the Red Book. It used to be called the Blue Book. And you can go get them from the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, letting all those rich people know how much, how valuable their coins were. Then they decided after they opened, they closed the gold window. They said, okay, you know what? If we do that, we got to let them know, hey, anybody can own gold because gold is no longer money. Matter of fact, Ben Bernanke testified in front of Congress to that extent when Ron Paul asked him, is gold money? And Ben Bernanke answered, no. And you sit there, and when they wrote the... So from 1970s all the way up until 1985, you could own gold. We just didn't mint any gold. So, you know, that's why Kruger Ranch used to be very popular. Maple Leafs used to be very popular because our government didn't mint any gold. In 1985, they wrote the Gold Eagle Act that allowed for the mint to start producing gold and silver again. And of course, as always, the government leaves loopholes for their buddies. When they decided to mint gold again, they reclassified all of the old gold that was minted by the U.S. Not minted by French governments or British governments or South African governments or Canadian governments, but by U.S. government. They reclassified them as collectibles. Now, why do you think they did that? talk about that next. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. You know, one of the things that gets me is, you know, we do forget. A lot of people out there, they'll never close the bank. They won't take your money. Yeah, they will. They've already done it. Of course they'll do it again. That's how fractional banking works. But they always leave loopholes. You know, I'm sitting here, when you come into our office, I have right on our wall, right near the door, I have a big uh, a framed picture. And it's the IRA Allowable Precious Metals. And this goes hand in hand with the little loophole that I was telling you about. Now, in here, they show pictures of all kinds of coins that you can put into a precious metals IRA, which we do a lot of them. We do. 
At the very bottom, in very small print, it reads, examples of precious metals depicted here are for reference. This visual is not intended to be a comprehensive index of all IRA-allowable coins and bars. Additional hallmarks may be accepted if the minimum fineness is met and the bar slash coins are are fabricated by a Comex slash Nymex approved manufacturer. And here's the picture. They got the American Gold Eagle on here, the Buffalo. They've got the Canadian Maple Leaf. Here's the Australian Philharmonic. They've got the the Kangaroo, the Australian Lunar Series, or I'm sorry, the Austrian Lunar Series, and the Austrian Philharmonic, the Australian Kangaroo, the Chinese Panda. They've got various gold bars. The one thing you absolutely positively cannot put in there, pre-1933 gold. The only gold specified in the Gold Eagle Act to no longer be considered bullion, but to be considered collectible. Now, is that a coincidence? Is that that a, a coincidence that that is the only thing that's been omitted? I guess if you believe in coincidence, it could be. Or is it just merely a way for certain people to benefit from the next time they want to go and take your money. Because we know we we know they're going to do it. History's already told us they're going to do it. They've already done it before. This is how it works. Just because you weren't alive in 1933 doesn't mean it didn't happen. Of course it happened. All of those poor people in Greece, they're living through it now. Two still can't go in and close your account at a bank in Greece. And, and the realities are, if you know, because some people say, well, you know what, they're confiscating our money, they're confiscating our guns, they're going to confiscate our gold. Could be. Could be. Right? With a stroke of a pen, the government can do what it wants. But when they do, there always seems to be a loophole, and I believe this is the loophole. And this is why, for us, this is what we do. Pre-1933. You know what the funny part is? They didn't say... Some pre-1933 coins. They didn't say only coins that have this or that are are collectible. They didn't do that. They said all of them. And the reason is pretty simple. Do you know that when uh, we confiscated gold, that the 
I guess the Treasury, the Mint, they melted down the vast majority of all the pre-33 gold. I was unaware. And, and according to the previous director of the Mint, he claims, and we've actually played the clip here, and if I, if I had been smarter, I would have had it ready today, that he went to Fort Knox, and he looked through the window. Because you're not allowed to break the seals. He looked through the window, and he claims to have seen these bars. And they didn't even melt them down into uh, what would be Comex or Nymex delivery bars. They just melted it down enough to melt it, left the copper in there, left all the stuff for the hardness in there. And he says that he even admits, he goes, well, they're not like super shiny like you see in the movies. And so we don't even really know exactly how how much of the pre-33 stuff's out there. Right? But we're starting to get a feel for for what's happening. Look at, like, St. Gaudens. Right? That's almost, they're, they're impossible to get. And it's starting to all just disappear. And you think about all the the $20 gold pieces and where they were, the ones that weren't melted down. You know where they all were? They were all in Europe. They were all in Europe. That's how they all ended up here. Matter of fact, most of my first 10 years here, that's where all the gold came from. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. They say two things are certain in life death and taxes. There's another certainty. Eventually, Governments take your money. And this is where the whole developed world sits it, sitting on the precipice. And not just a little bit. I think what you're saying is it takes all, all your, your money. money right? They're, They're already taking our money. <laughs> They're already taking a, a, a big enough chunk of it. But you're saying eventually all, all of, of our money. That's right. They just give you something new, something different. And, and this is where the whole developed world sits. And the one thing, and Eric used to say it, you know, every once in a while, which he was talking about inflation and deflation. You know, because most people, the most uneducated people that don't know what they're talking about, say, oh, gold's just a hedge for inflation. Of course, here we told you gold's insurance. It's insurance against your central bank. Gold works with inflation, and it works just as well with deflation. And this is exactly what we're starting to see here. It's deflation. It's all over the place. And once again, here comes gold. And the thing about it is, here's what's different. The debts are so massive. No one knows what to do. I mean, what happens next in Japan? Do rates just go the other way because nobody wants to buy it anymore? 
That's most likely what I think will happen. It's really incredible to think about. And when they can't service the debt, they take your money. That's why it's good to have some insurance put away. And the right type of insurance makes it even better. Today's special, we got another one of these tiered specials. A $20 Liberty pre-1933. These are the 1866 to 1907 series. And a roll of U.S. Silver Eagle. You get one of each. One roll of silver and a $20 gold piece at $1,705. You're going to save $10 on the $20 gold piece when you buy it with a roll of silver eagles. If you buy five, in other words, five $20 gold pieces and five rolls of silver, you're going to save $15 on the 20s. We'll do them at 13 and a quarter. $5 a roll on the silver eagles. If you buy five and five, it's 8475 If you buy ten, and this is where the real value is at, ten $20 gold pieces, you save $20 a piece. Ten rolls of silver eagles, you save another $10 a roll there, 365 for those. Total sixteen thousand eight hundred and fifty. So we have we got something for everybody. You want to spend a little more? Buy ten of each. You're going to save yourself three hundred dollars. You buy five of each. Save yourself again. Save yourself, you know, a nice piece, a hundred bucks there. If you buy one of each, still get to save some money. Eight hundred nine five one. 0592. We'll be back tomorrow and see what that brings. Have a great day.